we all want to be happier. But how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your host and your coach, Brittany King. I have an incredibly wonderful, special human being with me today, Sarah Whipple. Hi, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I mean, it's so crazy to think about. I remember when you first started teaching at Body because that's how we first connected. And the thing that I remember the most about you is you remembered my name right away. And I wasn't sure if that was just because like, I don't know why, like, I don't, I don't know if I was like the bad kid in class that you were like, there's <laughs> that Brittany again. But you always like, I felt like I felt really seen and you would correct me. And I just like loved that about you. Um, and then fast forward, we were, did a Lululemon retreat together and that was before you were an ambassador. You were kind of, I think, like in their pipeline and they invited you to come to the retreat and we uh, carpooled there and had the best time, the best conversation. Mm-hmm. And we just both, I feel like it, we just clicked right away. Totally. And, um, you know, then, you know, you went to Xavier. So there's like all these like cross relationships, you know, it's a small world out here in Phoenix. But I just loved getting to know you and your story. Like you're just such a powerhouse, badass uh, athlete. And I, you know, that's the reason why I wanted to have you on the show because you own your story really well. And you're a beautiful example of just showing up as yourself and and being passionate and not half-assing anything. Like you give a hundred percent to everything, whether it's training your eBooks, being a mom, like being a friend. So that's why you're here today. Oh, you are so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) I just bring people on so I can hype them up because that's just how I feel. Well, you are good at that. You are good at that. (laughs) I am a very good hype woman. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, hi. Hi. Um, I just want to give, in case any of my listeners are not familiar with who you are and what you're about, I just want to open it up, give yourself like an opportunity to explain who who Sarah Whipple is. Give a little background. Yes. Um, Okay. So I am an Arizona native. I was born and raised here. As you mentioned earlier, I went to Xavier. Um, I ran track and cross country, played soccer. um, And then fast forward, I got a scholarship to run um, track and cross country at the University of Oregon. Um, And fast forward, from there, I was able to, you know, I got married, came back um, to Phoenix, and I got a job at Body, which you mentioned earlier. Um, And I just started pursuing my fitness career. This was like four years ago. Um, And it's just kind of continuously built from there. And I've learned a lot. I love what I do. Um, And now Alex, my husband and I, we have a baby boy named Beckham. He's almost two, which is so crazy to think about because time just freaking flies. Um, And, you know, when I was pregnant, I was like, gosh, I don't know if I can still be doing as much as I'm doing. But I look back at 
everything and I'm actually doing more than I was doing before I had Beckham. So it just kind of required me just to have more, maybe like self-discipline, but also just more organization and kind of setting my priorities straight because I just love what I do. So mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, what was it like running at Oregon? Like when you, like, I mean, I associate Oregon with so many different things. I just think of Nike right away. Yeah. Um, and being a college athlete there, like, what was that like? It was awesome. It was, I mean, I was there for five years. I took a fifth year. Um, and I look back and I'm like, those are like the best years of my life. I not only like learned a lot, but I, I mean, you know, university of or university of Oregon, it's like the hardest track program to make in the country, which was like a huge goal of mine. Be like, okay, great. Like I'm, I'm like a small fish in a big pond. I can learn a lot. I'm not just going to be the fastest one on the team, but everyone are like state champs and yada, yada, yada. Um, not to mention, if you know Steve Prefontaine, he went there and um, Eugene, Oregon is called Track Town USA. So it's like the number one, like they're just known for track. So if I'm like, if I'm going to do track, I'm going to go here. So, um, I mean, Phil Knight, you know, went mm-hmm. there and he gives like loads of money to the school. So, I mean, I'll just do one little quick story. Like if you're, if you run out of track shoes or if you're like, oh gosh, like these are feeling a little flat, like you go into the equipment room you say your name, they look you up and they give you like three fresh pairs of Nikes. And they're like, all right, let us know when you need more. Oh, <laughs> so like, I, I mean, did. Did you read shoe dog? I did. Have you read? Yeah. Yes. Eh, such yeah. a good. It is. It He's is. a great storyteller. He is. Um, but no, I guess it was just a great experience. Learned a lot and I wouldn't change those five years. Um, yeah. even if I had to. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we know we were kind of talking about what we were going to jam out on today. And I loved where our conversation was going just about enjoying the process. And I'm sure when we were younger, it's all about the destination, that end goal. It's like, but what happens when you get there? Mm -hmm. So I really want to kind of dive into your experience, especially with the level that you were at and the achievement that you reached and what that has taught you about just enjoying the process, because I really do believe it's about falling in love with the process more than the achievement or the end goal. Mm -hmm, Totally. So like I said, I was there for five years. Um, The reason why I was there for five years was because I went through a lot of injuries. Um, And so the way it added up, I got a whole other year to, um, to actually compete, which was great. Um, so with that being said, I said earlier, Oregon was like the top school to make in the country. So of course, being a human, being a little cocky freshman going in there, I was like, Oh, this is great. Like I'm going to win national championships. I'm going to be whatever. Like I was actually very new into the sport. So, um, I was like, wow, like my times are getting so fast. I got accepted at this school. So I do admit, like I went in not much humility, not on the outside, but more like on the inside. Um, and no joke, like the first two months I was there, I got injured, like not like a bad injury. It was just like my mileage was higher and I had like these little tendon issues. So I was like, Oh, well, whatever that sucks. So I started dating a guy started like, I don't know, falling into like, okay, this is college. This is hard. And then realized like, wow, everyone is really, really good. So, um, I fast forward to sophomore year. I got a, my first stress fracture in the neck of my femur, which is like 
the worst, one of the worst spots you can get um, a fracture in because it just takes such a long time to heal. And not only did I get it my that year, I got it on my birthday. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I was just, you know, just sad because it's like all your best friends are on the team. You, your identity at Oregon was like, oh yeah, I run track. Um, everyone, when I would come home would be like, how's track? It was like your identity. And so that made me be like, if I'm not performing, I'm like nothing or like I'm, I'm purposeful or, or I'm not like having this purpose. I'm just mm-hmm. this person who's injured. So yeah, I went through some ups and downs um, and then whatever, I got better months and months later. And then my junior year, um, I was just, again, I kind of went through the same process so that by my senior year, I guess going back to what you said by enjoying the process, I went through so many like ups and downs. I was really close, still am really close to my dad and I would always call him, cry here and there, but just like tell him like, oh my gosh, like. I don't know why I'm here. Like, I feel like I should just quit. Um, I feel like I get to like a certain point and like I get injured or I don't make, you know, the national team squad or whatever it is. It's like, I always, I was almost there and then something would happen. I'm like, Oh my God, like God, why is this happening? So um, our coach that year, we had an awesome group of girls um, and they're like, you know what? like our coach was like, you know, the word of the season is going to be enjoy the process. And from like day one until the end of our season, that was like our theme was enjoy the process. And um, no joke, like every like big meet, like Pac-12s, regionals, and then even nationals, we won every big meet. But it was like, we really worked as a team. We didn't really focus on the end goal. Like you had said, it was more like, who are you with? Who are you like? who are you like training with these really hard practices be like pouring down rain. And it's like just a nasty, just nasty weather, but like you're all doing it together. You're all getting fast times. Like we're all improving, but we were just enjoying the process. So um, it got to the point where um, we are at nationals and we were somewhat projected to win. And Oregon women haven't won nationals, I think since like 1987. And this was 2012 And again, like track was like track and cross country was like the school to run at. So anyways, the meet finishes and they make an announcement that we got second. And I just remember like going to my dad and like giving him a big hug, being like, like, I can't believe like I made it. I'm like going to start crying because it's like, it's so emotional. But I was like, I remember hugging my dad and him saying like, you, tr- you like trusted the process, you enjoy the process. Like, and I didn't even care that we got second. I was like, the fact that I made it to this point, past the finish line, ran with my best friends. And like, I like, I was like, I don't even care like what place we got. So meanwhile, at that same meet, they, the um, people who did the scoring did it completely wrong. And it turns out that we had won the national no championship. Way. Yeah. And of course we were like, crying at this time we're like like it was just like a mix of emotions you know yeah and so to like win that was just like icing on the cake but like to do with your best friends and to do it with that group of women like at that school at that time with our awesome coach marisa she was like it was just awesome right so that was like a huge highlight but i think going up and down through those last three or four years 
like I almost quit and I was like I even told like an upperclassman who was on the team like I was like Claire I just want to I don't even know why I'm here I don't know what my purpose is I just get injured she's like you are going to regret this if you quit like even if you get injured every single season like the fact that you made it here is huge and just like enjoy the girls that you're with enjoy the coaches enjoy you know everything got conversations and I was like you know what you're right and I remember being really homesick during that time but fast forward to that meet and and like even like into the future like we had won an indoor national championship in track that same year which was incredible but I I won't go on about that but I think just making it to that point of like okay like I am at the top but like I look down and I'm like yeah I have the ring I have this medal but like that's nothing compared to like the people I did it with and what I learned like I was so humbled by like my whole time at Oregon and in that sport and enjoying the process and bringing that to like what I do today um with my family with my career like even if it's in the smallest things like teaching a class at body and like looking at uh, everyone's faces in the room and being like you all are here for different reasons and even if like the smallest thing of enjoying the process is like learning how to do your first pull up and then someone being super excited like i am genuinely happy for that person cuz like that's a huge milestone they've been working on that or or whatever it is it's like i want to like go down to that person's level or go up to that person's level whatever it is and be like wow you accomplished that and like that's huge like i want to celebrate that and enjoying the process of like you that person's been working on that for however long in the class it like just makes me love my job so so much so that's what brings me happiness hmm oh my god i have like the chills at like mm. that whole, it's just i can sense the the pride that you have uh, in your school and, and your team and it's just exuding out of you. Like, you know, you, I, I saw you get emotional and it like, mm. it brought it up because like there was so much there and it's very obvious how you apply that to your, like to their day to day. Like that's what I see in you as a coach at body and just everything that you do. Like I had mentioned in the introduction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it obviously took you a lot to get to that point because you went in with one mentality and then you left with another. And then it's like, how do you continue to apply that? Because Mm -hmm. it's very easy to get to like say it, but then really get caught up in that end goal, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, there's definitely a gap between that. So what would you tell someone that's really having a hard time detaching from the outcome? Because for you, you detached from the outcome. At first you thought you got second place, and you were so stoked on it because you got to that point and it didn't matter. And then it was like, hot plot twist. You actually got, that was like an M. Night Shyamalan twist, right? (laughs) Totally, totally. (laughs) We're just so cool. But what would you tell someone that is so like gripping that outcome with like as tight as they can like what would you what what would be a step to start to detach from the outcome and just truly embrace the process? Great question. I would say know that like you're human first of all and it's not it's okay to fail. Like 
if you don't fail, you will never succeed, right? There's that quote everywhere. And it's as cheesy as it is, it, it totally, it's, it's totally true. Because if, if you're not willing to be like, okay, I, I, yeah, I'm a hard worker. I'm an, I'm an overachiever. But if you're, if you're willing to be like, it's okay to maybe not get there yet. But if you were to keep pursuing like to that goal, even if it's like small little bits, and even if you see yourself like making three steps forward, two steps back, it's still progress. And to not focus on that negative, like two steps, or maybe like you're not focusing on any positive, you're putting all your energy towards that, like the, like the small nitpicky stuff, like you need to just get rid of that. Cause that's just negative energy, energy that you're using to be positive. Um, and it's like, like I said, we're all human and we're all, we all got to fail to succeed. We all got to go through trials to grow. And if you don't go through any of that, like number one, life gets kind of boring. If you're just like, Oh, this is great. I'm doing awesome. I'm going to set this little goal. You know, it's, it's like good to, it's good to set big and small goals, but like recognize those. And I tell my clients that my personal training clients that it's like, like recognize that you are progressing, even if it's not a lot, you might see it more later on, but it's, it's okay to not see progress super quickly. And I think a lot of people in my industry look at, um, I think their goals of like weight loss, or maybe they're not getting as many reps of X, X exercise, um, in the gym. It's like, don't focus that negative energy on that. Just, just focus on the positive and, um, and you'll get there. Like we're all human, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, I love that. I mean, it's, it's true. It's like most progress is invisible. Mm -hmm. Like you don't realize and, and the world that we live in, everybody wants instant gratification mm -hmm. because of the technology of seeing what other people are doing. Exactly. Like I'm sure there's people that see you and compare themselves to where you're at, but like you have 10 plus years of this fitness, consistent fitness. Like it, you mm -hmm. never stop starting. You were doing mm -hmm. this before college. You did it within college. You're doing it after. Like you totally. haven't stopped. Totally. It's all totally. about consistency. And they just, totally. you just have to keep showing up and it's a little bit every day. So, you know, it's easier said than done to be like, well, don't focus on the negative. What's like one small like mindset adjustment or something tactical that someone could do. Or if you had a training client that isn't quite hitting their reps or they're not at their weight loss goal and they're really frustrated, what's something that someone could do? I think I just want to go back to that word consistency and realizing that things don't just come right away. I think, um, like being patient is huge, like being patient, like in any aspect of your life. Right. But it's, it's not just being patient for a day or two. It could be months. Um, like for instance, when I broke my femur, it was like nine months until I could get back to like being injury free. And that nine months felt like nine years, but that's like, that's just, I guess, something that I've taken away to be like, um, bring it back to my life now. Like, I'm like, oh man, I wish I, you know, was making this salary or I wish I was in this house that we're building like tomorrow because this is taking forever. It's like, no matter what you're doing, we all want something like, and to have that patience is like huge. And you just got to remind yourself like good things don't come right away. And if you don't see that scale getting down quick, it's like, that's okay. I think just being patient and trusting the process 
enjoying the process and like kind of like setting your mind somewhere else. Like don't just think about that, that weight that you want to lose, like focus mm-hmm. it on something else. Cause if you're thinking like you just want to lose weight, then you're actually going to start eating more because that's all you're thinking about, you know? Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. changing the mindset is huge. And that obviously doesn't come overnight. Um, but I like to just write things down in a journal and it just kind of like gets it off my brain and it can like focus on other goals or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I love that you mentioned uh, writing it down, especially with weight loss goals, because what I found is even it, it's not really about the number on the scale, right? Yeah. Like so it goes back to that never having enough if you're not necessarily focusing on why you want to lose weight, no matter what number you get to, there's always going to be something there. So it could always be, oh, five more pounds or five. And then still, because there's something else that's really underlying in that. So I love what you said about journaling, because when you actually get it off your brain and onto paper, you're way more likely to actually see what it is instead Mm -hmm. of just like focusing on a number on the scale, because that number on the scale doesn't change who you are as a person. Right. So I love that you mentioned that. Uh, and um, so, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I guess one last thing I want to do or what I want to say along those lines is changing your perspective. Um, and I, I kind of bring this up to some of my women clients because back when I was in college, I look back if it's body image specifically. And at that time I was like, I, I'm fine. Like I, I could lose like five, 10 more pounds, like just because, you know, as a runner, everyone is so small and I was, I'm not going to say the number, but I I look back now and I look at photos and I'm like, oh my gosh, like my perspective has totally Mm. shifted. Like, but I, I now feel stronger. The number is 10 pounds or more on the scale than it was back when I was in college, but like, I'm stronger, but I'm just like happier. And I've just like been like, you know what? Like I've gone through like the weird eating disorder um, not weird, the eating disorder yeah. thing, like the disordered eating. Yes. And, and it's very common and that's, it, mm-hmm. and, but like, I think I, wh- where I am today, it's like, I just am like focusing on myself way easier said than done. But, um, it, it's just crazy how you're like, I need to be, I need to be looking like this. Cause all my other teammates are really, really skinny, mm-hmm. but I see where I am now and I'm like, you know what? I have a little bit more muscle than I, some of my teammates, my body requires more calories. I wake up earlier or what, whatever it is. It's like, like focusing on you and don't put all your attention on like, Oh, I want to look like that person. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's easier said than done. Um, and I catch myself doing that, um, here and there, but it's like your body requires different things than, your friend. So Mm -hmm. I think focusing that energy and being like, okay with who you are is huge. Mm -hmm. Right. You're, and it's that self-acceptance and Mm -hmm. it is interesting what you said about like percept. It's really perception Mm -hmm. because I've done that too. Like I've looked back on photos where I thought that I was like heavier, whatever, like again, disordered body image. And I look back and I'm like, like, it's so wild to me that I had that perception Because I'm like, that was not like looking back. I'm like, that was not the case at all. I know. Um, And it's just something to pay attention to without any judgment. Like if there's a pattern in it, it's okay. Like, it's like, okay, like I have to work on this Mm -hmm. because it it, really comes down to self-acceptance because what is happening on the outside, like this, 
doesn't really matter as much as it matters on the inside and like who we are as a person. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what matters the most. And it's interesting that you brought that up. Cause it, I mean, it falls back into comparison mm-hmm. and, you know, we say easier said than done because it's just so accessible. It's so easy to see what everyone else is doing or what they look like or whatever. But nowadays, like I've seen those apps that just completely change the way people look. And it like blows my mind that that, oh, like, it, that, that, that exists. Right. And um, it's one thing to know it, right? Like we know that there's an app that face, what's it called? Face to face tune. Right. Like there's a something app that, like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Photoshop or a skinny app. Like all these, this shit exists and we know it. But have you run into clients that like mention, like compare themselves to other people or say, oh, I want to look like that or, oh, you know, like kind of go into that place? Have you experienced that with clients before? Not too much, but there has been a couple. And I like to shift their focus on how can you get stronger? And I, I just love the word strong because it's like, not only are you physically like getting fit, like eventually, like at the end goal, back to the goal, it's like, you want to live that lifestyle of being like happy, right? Everyone wants to be happy. And how are you happy? It's like, most people say, well, I want to be fit. Okay. So being fit means not necessarily like dropping tons of weight on the scale. It might be like increasing muscle and like, oh, when, you know, that girl's like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I'm getting faster and, you know, as I'm running and I'm also seeing like, I'm just getting like stronger in my upper body, but like the scale says like, it's kind of staying the same. And I'm like, that's great. Like, like mm-hmm. who cares about the scale? Because it's like you, you didn't even notice it. Like you, you, you're running faster. Number one, you like, you feel stronger, you look stronger. And like, that's huge. So I think that's that, like that, I kind of like bring back to her. I'm like, you know what, see what you just said. Like, that is why I'm your trainer. Like I'm bringing you back to why you want to be strong because mm-hmm. you're, you're happy emotionally, mentally, but you're also physically being like, wow, like, look at the times I'm running faster and like, I just look stronger. And like, that's like, that's great. It's two for one. Absolutely. And that, I mean, that really comes back to just the process. Right? Exactly. Like, there's like, it's totally the process. It's like, you're um, not being so focused on that end goal that it, it almost like people miss all the good stuff that's happening in the journey and the process, you know, and it does, it sounds so fluffy, like, Oh, like enjoy the journey. But like, yeah. it really, it really is. And that's right. why I, that's why I, I truly believe that happiness is not a destination, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's in that process. It is in that journey. It's being mentally strong and physically strong and all of, all of the things in between, like that's what cultivates happiness now. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that you can't keep working towards something, but I really do believe if you're within the process, that end goal is going to change. Totally. Totally. And like, I like, you know, with being a runner, I'm sure you run into this all the time. People come to you and they're like, coach me. I want to run a half marathon or I want to run a marathon. Right. And sure. The goal is not to run a marathon. It's to become a runner. Like you're not just going to train for this marathon and then be like, all right, well, did the marathon, never going to run again. And maybe some people do. And I'm sure people do that. But I know from my experience, the times that I really enjoy running is like I, I put a, a race 
somewhere at the end so I can get into the habit of running because running for me makes me feel so free and so good mm-hmm. and it clears my mind. Totally. And um, I think that that's exactly, I mean, like really like sealing it all together is that's where the process is. Like that's where the, the fun is too. hundred percent. You got yeah. it. You got it. I love it. So how else do you apply this kind of notion of enjoying the process? Like if you find yourself, cause I'm, you know, we're human and I'm sure I go back and forth, but mm-hmm. if you find yourself in that place of being so fixated on the outcome, how do you anchor yourself and bring yourself into that space of, Hey, Sarah, like enjoy the process. Like what's your practice? So, um, I know not everyone out there are moms, but I think just going back to, um, setting my priorities, I am a very, like, I'm definitely like type A in terms of like, I'm a goal oriented person. Like I want to achieve my goals. Like you guys all get that. But once Beckham came, I was like, okay, I'm going to do both. I want to be like the best mom, whatever that means. I want to be like the best trainer, whatever that means, you know, in my mind, it's like, how do I be that for myself so that I am happy? Um, and as soon as Beckham came into the world, it was like, wow, this is really hard. Like, but I kind of had to catch myself and be like, okay, enjoy him. Enjoy this newborn phase. Cause everyone likes to tell you it goes by really fast. And it does. Like I said, he's almost two years old and it's gone by super, super fast. Um, and there's been tough times with Alex and I in our marriage um, with like communication, just because we are both working yet, you know, he works from home. I sometimes work from home. We have a kid who's at home. We both want to, you know, it's like just a lot of communication. So it's like, okay, there are bumps in the road, just like in life. But I think I just want to relate this relationally. Like there are things, in, you know, if I've had a hard day at work or I'm just exhausted, I'm like, oh gosh, like, I don't even even know if I want to do this right now or, you know, like, oh my gosh, Beckham is like, you know, just kids in general. They're sometimes just hard or, but yet they're so great at like, they're just so great at the same time. It's like, I just stop at those times when like life feels like it's spinning and then Beckham will like just come and just like lay on my chest and just be like, mom, I love you or whatever. And it's like, literally I'm like, like enjoy like like life just kind of just stops I'm like none of this matters right now like I just need to stop and enjoy my little baby clients can wait dinner can wait whatever it is and it's just like I was just like oh I just want like life it like life just stops and it's just Mm -hmm. like that's like I guess what I'm experiencing right now um with enjoying the process is just like you just you just need to like stop sometimes whatever you're doing and just like like music off, have no one talking and just like think about like what what are three good things in life right now? And I think when Beckham was just like laying on my chest the other day, I'm like, it was just like, I could think of like 10. And like before that, I was just like, oh my gosh, this isn't getting done. This is not done. I have to email this person. I have to text this person back. Like all these things are running through my head. And it just like, let me just like, you know, pause and be like, you know, life's, life's great. Mm-hmm. I have a healthy baby. I'm married to my best friend. We live in a house with a roof over our head. I love my job. I just need to like chill for a sec mm. because I'm just, I was spinning. So I think if, if everyone can just find that time to just like pause and just like, just pause and just see, and just see. I love that. I, I talk about 
the power of pausing a lot because it's true. It's like, we can just go on autopilot and life, like you said, just goes by so fast and it's constantly doing, 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 doing. And you don't even have to have some sort of meditation practice to do this. It's literally just taking a few moments to zoom out, pause, breathe, and just recognize and reflect of all the goodness that's surrounding you. And I think that that's such a great way to anchor yourself back into enjoying the process and not these like crazy end goals. Mm-hmm. And I do, I have another question because you identify with an achiever, right? You probably mm-hmm. have like, you're very goal oriented, you're achiever. I'm sure there's a little bit of a perfectionist that's hiding mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 So it obviously took you some time to get to this place of enjoying the process and, and you still identify with an achiever. So if someone's listening that is, identifies like that, how do you shift from achiever, check it off the list, like perfectionist, like I have to do it right or I can't do it at all. How do you shift into just, just surrendering and just enjoying the process? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think it all goes back to Um, so I'm a Christian. So it's like, I believe like God has complete control, whether, um, you have something minor in life that goes wrong or goes right or something major. And, um, I'm human. And it's like when, but going back to when I ran track, it's like, I was literally like surrendering, like, okay, God, like take my legs away. Like, I feel like I'm just not performing. I'm not doing anything. I just feel like I'm a failure, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, he totally opened up these other doors of like, like you're great at this, or I'm going to introduce you to this person, which is going to lead you to this and open this door. And it was just like, it literally just made me just kind of forget about track and just focus on those other things. Um, And even if, if you're listening and you know, you're not a Christian or, you know, you don't believe in a God, I think just realizing that you don't have to do it all and you shouldn't do it all. You're human. Um, and if you were to check off, like even if it's one minor thing or small thing on your list, then that's an accomplishment. And like, and tomorrow's another day and maybe it'll, you know, you can check off more, but like in those throughout that day, what was, what did you enjoy about the day? What maybe it was like sleeping in a little longer or whatever it is, like everyone has their own little things. But I think the day I like, surrendered my life and been like you know I am not superhuman like and that's okay none of us are like we're all equal in some capacity it made me realize like okay I don't need to be the best I was putting so much pressure on myself Mm -hmm. and like it it was just so unneeded because we all put that pressure on ourselves like no one's really paying that close attention to you so like just Mm -hmm. like let it go you know let it go let it go (laughs) (laughs) yeah Love that. Yeah. That's a great answer. So give me an action step that someone can take today to start to cultivate that happiness through enjoying the process. Like what's one small little step? I think it would be going back to whether it's journaling or just like talking out loud to yourself in your own, like in the car or in your room or whatever it is that like, gets it literally processed in your mind um, of like, think of three things or two or one that 
is like, okay, today was great. Or maybe today wasn't great. But what's like one positive thing, one to three positive things that happened today? And promise yourself that that the negative things that might have happened in your day should not affect your should not affect that positive thing. Because even if you went a couple steps back, that's okay. You're going to be going more steps forward, maybe a day, a week, a month, a year from now. And no, and just be patient and trust the process and like trust yourself that you're not going to like get down on yourself on that one negative thing because it's just not worth it. And we're all human and we all have negative day, all have negative things happen in our life. And lastly, lastly, like try and switch your perspective a little bit so that you're not always comparing yourself to that next thing. Cause someone's someone or something is always going to be better than you. And then they're always going to be below you. And like, how can you be that friend to that person who's maybe struggling or how can you be that friend? Maybe you're struggling, but you want to applaud or support your friend who's going through an awesome thing right now. And that's really, really hard, right? If you're going through something bad. Um, and I think that just brings it to like, just like you need to be around awesome community who supports you in that because like a big house or the next new job promotion or whatever it is, however, whatever makes you feel good, whatever it is, shouldn't be the only thing, right? I think it's the people you're surrounded with and the people who support you, whether you're going through something hard or something awesome is like what you should focus on. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like such a pretty little bow to seal it all up because it's true. It's like those things that you mentioned, they're so fleeting mm-hmm. and it is about like the community and the people that you're around that cheer you on. And it is hard when you're not go when you're not in the best place and you see someone that's killing it. It's very easy to like go to that place of, Oh, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. But it's also in that same mindset switch, like just as easy as it is to go into this low vibration of comparison and judgment and negativity, you can also switch it to maybe even not a positive place, but a more neutral of, Mm -hmm. oh, that's possible for them. Well, what's possible for them? That could be possible for me. I just have to keep moving forward. Or maybe I ask that person, hey, you're killing it. How did you get there? What was the first step you took? What's some Mm -hmm. advice that you could give me? So I'm so glad you brought that up because I mean, we're not meant to do things alone. And sometimes it's easy to be like, I got it all figured out. But like, no, no, like we don't have it all figured out. And anybody that makes you think that they have it all figured out, they're full of it because it is a hundred percent a lie. Every single person that's killing it has a ton of support, like a ton yes. of support. So yes. I'm glad that you brought that up. Yes. And I love having you in my support circle. Yes. Ditto. Me too. <laughs> Me too. It's uh, awesome. Well, you mentioned earlier that no one's superhuman, but I do believe that everybody has a superpower. Mm, so like what would you say your superpower is? Or if I surveyed your friends and family, what would they say your superpower is? Oh gosh. Um, well, I would say one thing is I, what's hard, I guess for anyone. Right. Um, and you probably see this a lot when you, um, are coaching your clients, but it's really hard to say something good about yourself or like what you're good at. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely on the spot here. I would say, (laughs) 
my superpower is I'm going to go with motivating. I, mm. I was going to say inspiring, but I think motivating is the right word because I think it just goes back to whatever stage you're in, um, whatever you're doing, like I want to support you and motivate you to reach that next goal. Or um, maybe you're just learning to enjoy a new process. You know, it's like, I would love to motivate that person um, and just to like, to support them and cheer them on because we all go through, like I said earlier, ups and downs and the downs really suck. And um, the ups are really fun. Um, But if you don't have that person to motivate you through those downs to get you back to the ups or maybe support you in the ups, um, then it's kind of lonely. So Mm -hmm. I would say um, the motivator. I, I definitely agree with that. I also think that you're very inspiring. So oh, motivate, motivating it slash inspiring. You are, there you, go. you know, you, you walk the walk, you talk the talk, like, you, you know, you show up and you stay consistent. So that is inspiring for someone that's like, I don't even know where to begin. Like you're a fantastic leader uh, and paving the way for that. So appreciate it. Doing you, uh, uh, of course. So you have a couple eBooks, you have these different programs, right? You are a run coach. So where can people find you? Yeah. Um, Instagram, of course, I don't have a TikTok or anything like that. I kind of just want to keep it simple. <laughs> um, literally had a whole discussion about TikTok yesterday with Michaela and I'm like, I was asking so many questions. I, I still don't get it. And I like, you know what? I've I already deleted Instagram from my phone. So I'm yeah. like, less distraction exactly um (laughs) but for everyone else who has the internet um (laughs) www just go to sarahwhipple.com and you can find my ebooks i've written a um pregnant mama ebook um for all those pregnant or post uh, postpartum moms out there it's a workout guide um i've written a cooking ebook um which is awesome, which has done really well. And then I've written two running eBooks, one for train for a 5k and one for a um, half marathon. So yeah. cool. And it's keep it coming. You are creating your creation. Keep it going. Machine. Keep it going. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and your inspiration. Uh, I really appreciate this conversation and I look forward to continuing it on. Oh, thanks for having me. I've been on podcast before and you are a natural at interviewing. So thanks for having me. I appreciate that. Yeah. Ooh, what a juicy episode. I just adore Sarah. She's one of those people. I took her class and we just instantly connected. She is such a badass and she does not half-ass anything. I think that her theme for senior year of enjoy the process is such a beautiful mantra that we all can apply to our day-to-day life. I do believe that the magic is on the journey, not the destination. And this episode really sums that up. I also believe that especially the digital world that we live in, and we're all on line way more this year, it is so important to focus on yourself and not compare yourself to others. I mean, it is something that comes up all the time and we see what other people are doing and how they look on the gram, which is a 
total highlight. And we think that we need to be doing that. But honestly, the person that knows yourself best is you. So tune in to what you need and really focus on where you're at and not where someone else is at. All right, beautiful friends. If you got something from this episode, please share, tag me, tag Sarah. I'd love, 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 love to know what you got from this. If you want to check out her cookbooks, it is in the show notes. And I'm looking forward to hearing what you thought about this episode. And we got less than 90 days left of the year. And I just want to let you know that I have five coaching spots available for the rest of 2020. And if you want to know more how a coach can support you and your goals, I am here for you. I'd love to hop on a complimentary lifestyle audit just to see where you're at, where you need support. Um, If you are interested, make sure you sign up. Link is in bio and just know I got you. Let's finish this year strong together. All right, my friend, until next time. Love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it.